I had a difficult. I had a difficult crowd. All right. Well, good morning, everybody. We are starting Ein Tess on the base. We are starting at the Mishnah. I think that's where we're at, right? Am I right? Okay. We're, again, we're talking about Nechse Melug, and we're, as discussed, we talked about Nechse Melug. The underlying asset belongs to the woman. The usage of the asset, the paris of the asset belongs to the husband. He has an obligation in a sense, and she has the right to demand to preserve the asset to a degree, as we learn. Some say not more than even the threads that he leaves her over with threads, and he has the right to demand that the assets be used in a way that will give him Paris. Fell to her of other Mishvachis old ones that they they're not royal to work anymore. So Mamela hard to get Paris out of them. Yimkru we should sell them by Karka Paris, and from there. He eats pears. So there's two ways over here to learn it. Number one, it means if the husband wants to sell these avadim, she can't prevent it because uh, this, that's number one. On the flip side, she can't force the husband to sell it to be mekayim detnai because like we had before. So we'll, we'll learn in that. That's how some Rishonim learn. Should I bring you a tea? I sound so painful. I yeah. sound so painful. Sorry. Okay, yeah, I yeah. apologize. Drink, uh, drink. I apologize that I sound painful. COVID. All right. What's the other? you're cutting out. So sorry. I get a free pass today with you. Because you're in a bad area, so we can't listen to you. Hostage Kimbrider, you have to listen to my bad voice, but I have to listen to your bad connection. So, when you're a good connection, you'll ask the cash again. Okay, Zundimar, we have a lot. So, so the first, so the rush, uh, it's, it didn't mean you should turn off the, uh, the camera necessarily. The rush and the carbon channel, so they say that that's shop. The husband, if he wants to sell, she can't prevent it, but she can't force the husband to sell it. Toysis uh, Ritz says, no, the woman also can force a sale, even the husband doesn't want, because she wants to retain the Karen. And she says, ultimately, the Avodah Meshvachs are old, they're going to die. Um, uh, the husband can't force a sale. The woman can prevent the sale. Why? Because slaves and servants who worked in the family a long time, it's part of the, house, the pride of the house. And Mamela, therefore, uh, she, can, she can't sell it because of shvach. Therefore, the husband can't force a sale because she has the right to find a shvach and, and therefore, that's what it is. Okay. I don't understand. Here it's a matter of financial gain by having proper people who can work. Here right. we have all people who spark by severe. What does it give me? It doesn't give him, but that's the point. We discussed there's always a two two uh, uh, objectives at 
work. One is pres uh, preservation of the Karen, of the capital. You know, when you go to a, with a money manager, they ask you, what are you looking for? Preservation of capital or are you looking for return? The husband's looking for return. She's looking for preservation of capital. We learned yesterday, there's a new thing that was introduced. There's a right, she has certain rights that she can say, you can't sell something out of me if it's something that it's a family heirloom. These of them are family heirlooms. Mamela, you can't sell it. If alter old olive trees, what vineyard trees, they're not giving Paris Yimkru, then the husband can sell it via Lokhmem Karka, Boichel Paris, and then he eats the Paris. Even those you can't sell. In other words, the wife has a right to block a sale not the husband, the wife, because she can say these vineyards belong to our family generation, generation. These are Herzog vineyards, can't sell them. Okay, so if, 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 uh, if, uh, could she be ma'akev or not? This machloikis, whether the wife has a right to be ma'akev, the sale of vineyards, because of shvach is only shinoflo b'sodeshalot. When it fell, the vineyard, she doesn't only own the use of the vineyards, the Paris, she actually owns the vineyard itself. It's, it fell birusha to her, the karka, together with the vines on it. So then the shaykh to say shvach if what fell to her are only the vines, only the olive trees, right? And not the thing, there the Rahakal Timker, and those are old now. Everybody agrees you can sell it. Because there is not Shaykh Shvach Shvach is it's the vineyard, the field, it's a nice Napa Valley. Or it's, uh, or it's the Jordan value or whatever. Okay. Because over there, everybody's masking you can sell because, listen, the Karen's getting dissipated and there's no element of when we say that it fell to that are old. That's considered like a because when they die, she's going to have nothing. With a soda, at least if the vineyards die, at least she still has the field. They die, she'll have nothing. And nevertheless, and even, and even there, they argue, and according to Rabshim Gamliel, she has the right to say, I, I over there also, nothing is going to be left. So I should say the same thing. If all she inherited were the vines and the zaysim, not the underlying thing, she should also be able to stop a sale because of Shvach we must say if Rav Kahn's memory is different. Om Rav Kahn, Om Rav, Machloikis, the Machloikis of Rav Yudah and the Chachon is only besodesh einish Allah. Fakir, when the sod is not hers, she's only inherited the vineyards, then one man Omer holds, it's not shaykh to say shvach beisavia. Why? Because the Karen's going to be dissipated completely, no shvach beisavia. But if the soda she inherited also the underlying field, everybody will agree like Simkerm and Neshvach that the husband doesn't have the right to sell it and she can tie Neshvach This field still, the Karen will remain in the field. And you know what? I don't want to sell it because of it's my my family heirloom. So the Mishnah. 
Somebody, a husband, goes out. Now, what again? What's Nechsimelug, everybody? Nechsimelug is the property the woman brings into the marriage. It belongs to her, but he eats the Paris. And the husband is in charge of running the field. He goes and he spends money on the Nechsimelug. Uh, and we're going to see he has Anoah from the Nechsimelug. And, and what happened? And he spent money on it. Now, marriage comes to an end. And now what's the story? He comes, I have a list of expenses I spent on the field. And I also have things that he was must be out of the field, that he ate out of the field. So what does he have to give back to the wife? So Amutzi, or what does the wife have to give him for the expenses he did? So Amutzi, it's so you understand. The husband ran the field. He spent money on it. He got profits. Now it's a breakup. What happens? Does she have to give him back if he overspent? Does she have to give? Does he have to give her if he had more profits? Where are we at? Uh, we are the Mishnah. I am on the base, Robbie, right at the bottom of the Mishnah. A husband spent money on the Nechse Melug. Again, only the Nechse Melug of his wife. He spent a lot on his wife's field, but he ate only a drop. Or the other way around. He spent very little, but he ate a lot. In other words, he had a lot of profit. Regardless, you know what? The expenses are yours, husband. The profits are yours. You can't come. The wife can't ask for extra profits back, nor can you ask from the wife for the extra expenses you 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 spend. Neither way can you do it. So the Shainim right. Remember, we always have to protect the man. The Shainim right. That's only if the husband divorced her out of his own wishes. But if the woman was a Mardis, like we learned before what a Mardis is, then he gets all his Eitzos. If the Eitzos were more, he gets his Eitzos, Kishir Shvah, because he didn't, he, he's divorcing her on, not on his wishes. Does that mean that Eitzos and Achnoset, they're kept books on a daily basis as to what's happening, or everything is estimated? I, I don't know if they kept books. That uh, Do they have to keep books or not? We will see. If the husband ate, there was no point to keep books because of the Gunish health. Either way, so don't bother keeping books. When you get divorced, we'll see the Nishna, what goes to her and him, what exists today as a snapshot. But what was spent in the past or what you ate in the past <clears throat> is the husband and doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. So the minute you ate, the key thing is, that he ate something. In other words, he had a nod of Paris. Once you have a nod of Paris, you lose the right to present a bill to your wife for the Itzos. But he spent money on his wife's field, but he never ate the Paris of his wife. Then Yeshova Kamoitzia, he should swear how much he spent. So Michael not only keep a cheshben, he's got to swear on it. V'yitol, and then he can take the hitzos. So we'll learn that this shvu is only a tkonos chachom to make the wife feel better about it that he's not messing her over. But meikir din, he has nemonos to take her below shvua because why? He's a bari, she's a shema, and bari v'shema, bari adif, right? She doesn't know what he spent or not. He does. So bari v'shema, bari adif. But Is it possible that he did expenses on the field and he didn't eat? Yeah. What do you mean? He didn't take any profit. He didn't, he didn't eat. He didn't take any profit. He didn't eat any of the profit. Yeah, he spent on the field and he didn't. We'll see it also. It's impossible. 
Why is it impossible? Because when you do something over the time, you benefit from it by eating. Over the time, maybe there's no such thing. Maybe they didn't live so many years. He just right. invested, he plowed the field, and she and, and 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 Michael, even if they lived many years, Michael, but if he reinvested that money of yes, the profits sure, sure, and can. he didn't eat, that's not called Ochel. He's continuing to make Paris. That's not called Ochel. Ochel is Imamish A. All right. Um uh, so I'll put him in that case. And the Gemara will be Masber that, that he takes all his Itzois is the Itzois up to the profits that he had, the sheer Shvach. He can't take prof, even though he didn't eat any of the Shvach, he didn't have, he can't take Itzois that exceed the Shvach. Uh, we're going to see that just up to that. Uh, okay. Frank the Gemara Vekama Kimea. The Mishnah said, if he ate even a little bit, and he spent a lot, it, it's all on him. So how much is Kimea? How much does it mean eating a little bit? Even if he ate one dried uh, taino, that's called that he had a no from the Paris, and now all the expenses on him. But one thing, but he has to eat that he ate it, in other words, he didn't eat the tain on the field, like grabbing it and ate. He took it home and he sat down at the field, Shabbos table, and he ate the tain. He ate it, but there are covered. That's called yet I know from the Paris. Now all expenses are on him. top of Even a group of tomorrow that are together, that are not like a dry tain. That's also enough to say Ochel Kamea, and he doesn't have, and he doesn't have the right to ask for his eight saws. What about Chutz with the Tamara? He eats the psoilus of the Tamar. It's already the psoilus. Is that considered also Yadano or not? Is that enough to to disallow him to collect eight saws or not? It's like more take what about if he didn't eat it there covered? What's in other words, the Gemara asked, the Mishnah said that is only it's if he ate this Kamea this little bit, there covered. What about if he didn't eat it there covered? But he ate a whole cow, not a cow. He ate he ate bushels full of things, but he's the kind of guy he likes to eat standing. So anything he eats is not considered eating mine. The small shear we mentioned before is not a shear because it's not their covet. But if he eats the value of an iser, even if it's like a derech covet, he lost his right to claim expenses. One says a biggish kid dinner. Amru, they said Dayana the Pompadisa, um Rapapa Vashmul, Ovidabuda Uvde Bihabila's Mairas. There was a story that the husband gave to eat the behema, the 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 uh, branches, the Khabila's minus that belonged to his wife, that were his wife, and he divorced his wife. And Rabbi said, Masha Ochal Ochal, Masha that this is also considered that he had a no out of it. Um this. So the Achrein, the, the Shainim want to know, why would I have a half a minute to do different? When we say that a man ate the Paris, does he, do we mean Tafke had to eat it? Or Pshat he had a no from the Paris, right? What do I care? If his behemoth ate it, that's also a no. 
So the Rishonim want to know what is the Chiddush of Rabbi Yudah? He had a Noah from the Paris. He had a Noah from Paris. He loses the right to claim to claim the um, the the expenses. And the Mela, what, anyway, what you is, can see from this Gemara that my opinion from before that there is no possibility that the husband didn't have a Noah does not exist because all these things are. I, I, I don't know why uh, why it's not possible. I, I'm not sure I understand that. Michael, you are a partner with a with a, a partner in a business, or you are a partner in a business. You can't have a Noah from the business. You're there all the time. You can't have a Noah from the business without without taking the business every every time you go in. And you see that there is a profit, you have a no. Oh, if you take the profits, but if you keep the earnings inside, you have no profit. Doesn't make a difference, but you have a good feeling. Zuk de Gamora. I'm not going to ask you if you took a chocolate bar while you were shifting from the inventory. Because it's there, it's not by you. You see, that you don't have a new, please. Zog the Gemara. Rabbi Yudah, so the Gemara is Masber Rabbi Yudah. Rabbi Yudah Why does Rabbi Yudah say the Achila of the Zemiris, of the branch of the wife for the Behemoth also considered Achila? Dom Rabbi Yudah, Rabbi Yudah says like this. The halacha is, we're going to learn in Baba Basra, right? Somebody has a chazok in a field, means how many years did he sit in the field? We'll learn. is but three years that he ate the Paris in the field. What happens if those years was Orla? Or was Shnasa Shmita, or was Kalayim when he couldn't eat them? So Ochlo Orla Shvius Vekalayim Areza Chazoka. If somebody's sitting there three years, and you know what happened, it was Orla, he couldn't eat, but his Behema ate, that also creates a Chazoka. So what do I see? I see that even if it's not him eating, if it's the Behema eating, that's considered. A, a a a usage of it, and therefore, in our case also, it's cheskes, just like it's cheskes sholem sholem over here. It's cheskes that the the it's pshat that the baal was oichel, and he has no right to claim the zemiris afterwards. He has no right to to, to claim the zemiris. I mean, there is a bit of a difference. Is my connection good? Your connection is yes. okay. There is a bit of a difference of chazuka. Chazuka meaning he's. He's there. He lives there. Not necessarily he has a not. Why? 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 Why do you say that? How do you know, my Itzi? Maybe Chazoki is Achila of the Karka. Chazoki is if I have Achila in the Karka three years. Chazoki is not that I sit there. If I sit there and I don't eat the Paris, I'm not a Chazoki. So what about Orla when I can't eat the Paris? What about Klein? I can't eat the Paris. The Bahim eats the Paris. That's good enough. So I see that that creates Achila. Of course, there's a lot of raid over there. Why could a Bahim eat Klein, for example? The Klein is also Banoah. So why could I let the the thing. So Taisus asked the Kasha. So Taisus already says over there that the Zemiris already existed before they became client. Okay. If somebody's Mitzi, in other words, he married a woman who's a Ketana, and the marriage was a marriage to Rabbonum. How does that happen, Mechel? Because it wasn't the father that married her. The father, if the father married her off, it's a marriage that arises. The father died. And Achel or Imam married her off. So it's only a marriage that are bonum. 
And therefore, she could make a meal and say she doesn't need a get. But what happened was the husband, meanwhile, spent money on the field that she brought in. And now the husband says, hello, I want the money back. So you're going to say, no, husband, you ate a date. Finish, you don't get your expenses back. So what's the husband going to do? He's not going to take care of the field, right? Why is he not going to take care of the field? Usually when he's married to a wife, the wife can't walk out. Only he can kick her out with a get. Mashenkin, he married a ketana. He knows she could walk out anytime she wants. So why should I kill myself for the field? I'm not going to, I'm going to get messed up. I'm going to spend money and then I'm not going to get back my expenses. So therefore, the Chomor Mesakin, it's as if somebody spent money on a source on somebody else's field. And therefore, if she makes a meal, he gets his expenses at least as far as the shvach that he got. If he improved the field by $200 and he spent $250, he gets at least the $200 back. As much as that. Zogmar my Tamil. That he should get it like an artist, like somebody's working in somebody else's field because they wanted that he should take care of the field. Because if not, he's not going to do it. So they made this only and So if, for example, he ate a lot and he only expensed the other way around, he ate a lot and he spent very little sauce. Then I'll say, the husband still profits. It's only in a case that normally he would have been at a loss. He ate one tain and he spent a hundred bucks and he's not getting the hundred bucks back. In a case of a ketana, the chumah made the tkana to help him for his benefit. So this woman in a flower, they fell to her 400 zuz in, in a she inherited 400 zuz in a place of Chazor, which was very far from where she was living. Somebody, it's not in the days, like in the days of Western Union when you could cable the money. Certainly not like the days of today when you can cryptocurrency the money or, or PayPal it. And now she has to get these 400 zuz from this faraway place. Ozel Gavris, her husband goes, and this Groise Chuchem, he goes, he spent 600 zoos to go there because on the way, there was a nice Ritz-Carlton hotel. He stayed in the Ritz-Carlton hotel and he had a Wagyu beef dinner. They had a kosher restaurant and he had a Wagyu beef dinner. Anyway, Akitsi, he comes back and he comes back with Isa Arba Meyer. He brings back the 400 zoos together with bills that he spent of 600 zoos. So we have, uh, we have an issue. So there's our Vach of 400. Now, normally this wouldn't be so bad for him, but he really messed up. While he's coming back, he needed one Zuz. Itzi, you can relate. He needed a coffee. You know, the 99 cents 7-Eleven coffee. So he needed one Zuz. So so he took one Zuz out of the 400 Zuz. Now think what happened over here. Had he just gone and brought the 400 Zuz, it would be considered loy ochal, and then we wouldn't say masha ochal ochal masha hoitzi hoitzi, right? We wouldn't say masha ochal ochal because he didn't eat anything. But because this winner over here decided to dip in and eat one zuz, now he already ate from the peters. So now what's the halacha? Masha ochal ochal masha hoitzi hoitzi. So the six hundred zuz, the expenses are now totally on him. The four hundred zuz are going to be to the woman. Because that's not a peri. 
So he's going to be out 600 zoos. So they came before Ravame, and the Baal, the husband's going to the wife, give me the 600 I spent on my lay. So Ravami said, I know, since you had a no from this money, you ate one zoos out of this money. What you expense, you expense your 600. You're incorrect. When does a husband lose the itzoyz that he spent? Because we say, When he ate the peris of the Karen, he started to have the benefits of what he gets from Nechsi Meluk, which is what? The husband never gets the right to eat the capital. What he has the right is to eat the peris. He started to eat the peris. Now he's responsible for all his itzoyz. But oh, over here, what did the husband eat when he, when he took the one Zeus? What did he take from? The Karen. Oh, Karen so that's not the Malocha. That's a different story. In the Karen, he has no rights. So it's not like, in other words, why do we say Masha Ochel, Ochel, Masha Itzi, Itzi, Itzi? Why do we say that? Because the eating of the Paris is a schus he gets. What does he get that schus? But their expenses are on you. So the minute you start to eat the Paris, you start to exercise your schus, now you're responsible for the tzos. But when he brought back this 400 zoos, this 400 zoos is not Paris, it's Karen. Karen, he never had a right to touch to start. So you know what? There's a shaygitz. He touched the one zoos. He has to give it to her back. But he's not talking that he had the schusim, and therefore he loses the schusim. So therefore, so will be the same like and the din is Yeshua Kama that he should swear how much he expensed, that he actually was in the Ritz Carlton and ate Wagyu beef, and he should take um he should take the thing. So the Rajma asks. But one thing is over here, the Rajma asks a beautiful kasha over here. The Rajma asks, even if that's true, that he gets the itzos and not the shvach. But we said, how much does he get the itzos up to the shvach? Let's say, even if he didn't have any anod the Paris, in the Mishnah we learned, he spent $100. If he was Meshabeach, $50, he only gets the expenses of $50. Frek the Rajma, in this case, Mechel, how much was he mishabeach for the wife? Zero. Zero. The 400 are hers. When he brought it, what did he bring her? The same 400 that she inherited over there. So there's zero shvach. So how much sauce will he be able to collect? Zero. Even if he didn't eat, he will be able zero. Zogin the other is showing him that the fact that the money was in Timbuktu means that the woman didn't really have access to it. And so by the husband bringing it here, the 400 zoos are considered the shvach. Even though she inherited, he didn't, he didn't argument the capital she inherited. But the point was, the 400 zoos wasn't accessible to her before. So therefore, that's the shvach. So therefore, out of the 600 he spent, he will be able to collect at least the 400 back he'll be able to collect. Okay. Zot Bevaita. We learned the Mishnah. If if the husband spent money on the next Melog, but he never ate any of the Paris, Michael says that's not possible. But let's say it was possible in in in, in fantasy land. He swears how much he spent and he can take. He can 
he could collect his expenses as long as there was profit. He didn't just spend money and not make profit. In as much as the prophets. So the Gemara asked, there's two ways to learn that. One way to learn that is that the Yitzhak are equal to the Shvach. Then he needs a Shvua. But let's say the Shvach is greater than the Yitzhak, then he won't need a Shvua. Why won't he need a Shvua, Pinchas? Because the husband comes to the wife and says, uh, honey, you're no longer my honey, we're getting divorced. But you know what? I made you $100 over here. But here are my bills for $50. So you have the $100, but you give me back the $50. Does he need to swear for that? So maybe we ought to have a minute to say, Robbie, on that he doesn't need to swear. Why? Because he should have an amonus of nigui. Because he could have tainted. If he was a lawyer, he would have said, honey, I'm making you a $100 profit. My expenses were $100. Give me $100 back. Since he's only claiming $50, he has a nigui. The boy... Okay, but we're not. Let's not get into the Megu. So that's one sad. So one sad to say is that Rav Asi, when he said, means if the expenses equal the Shvach, then he needs a Shvua. But if the expenses were less than a Shvach, he doesn't need a Shvua. Or the second way to see the Gemara is, you know how far, even with the Shvua, how much can he collect his expenses? Cap. At the Shvach, beyond the Shvach, even with the Shvur, you can. So, if the profit he made the wife is more than the expenses, then because of the time of Migui. So, therefore, he doesn't have to swear. Michael's favorite. This guy's going to be a smart guy. He doesn't want to swear because he doesn't want to swear false. So instead of presenting her bills for $100 equal to the profit of $100, he'll present her bills from $95. And then he doesn't have to swear. You're going to tell him swear? I don't have to swear when I find a yid. I could have presented bills of $100. I presented $95. Migu, you have to believe me. So, so therefore we can't trust him because of Migu. He said, that can't be it. Says what Ravasi meant to say was, if what the husband spent was more than the profits he created, very good, he has to swear. But the maximum expenses he can collect is up to the cap of what he made. And he needs a shvua. Without a shvua, he would get nothing. Again, as we said, it's conus for the wife. Boilu. A husband, he was too busy to work, so he created an aris. What is an aris? An aris is somebody who works the field for you instead of you. You own a property, you take somebody in, and you you make, they should be metapel bakarak, and they get a shlish, a revi, chotzi, they get a percentage of the payers. They don't own the underlying instrument, and the husband, of course, can't sell the underlying instrument. It's not his, but the payers are his. So what he does is, I don't want to work it. I'm going to take an aris, and I'm going to give the aris to work, and he's going to get the 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 chalik of the payers. Now the husband goes, and he ate a little bit of the uh, of the of the uh, fruit himself, and then he divorced his wife. Mao, what's the halacha for these orises? Does the wife have to give the oris their percentage of the fruit or not? In other words, why not? 
since Masha Ochel Ochel Masha Hoitzi Hoitzi, husband's issue. Wife says, I don't have to give anything. Or the Oristinus, what are you talking about? I have from the from the Paris. So the question is, is the deal with the husband per se, or is the deal with the with the with the field, so to speak, with the woman? So the Shana first of all asked, why is the husband not Mikhaev Alspashit? We're gonna learn the I hire a worker. And I, Itzi, and I tell him, I, you're coming to work for me. And then I take him to your field, Itzi, to work in your field. And then there's an issue with the payment. The Allah is, I have to pay him. I hired him. So over here also, who hired this artist? The husband hired the artist. So why should Yushayim ask, why shouldn't he be to pay whatever he agreed with him? What is How does the one come in here? Because the Arisim that are coming to work the field, they know very well that this field belongs to the woman, really, right? And therefore, they know also that if they get their divorce happens, whose field is it going to go to? It's Nechsim It's going to go to the woman. And therefore, they should have made a tenai clearly with the husband. And they should have told the husband, husband, we're not working for you only. We're working for the field because we know maybe tomorrow if you get divorced. Since they didn't make it tenai, is memela they caused themselves the loss. And therefore, in this case, Maybe they're in a weaker position and they can't ask them. So therefore not maybe. Avada, they can't ask the money from the Baal. Now the question only is, can they go to the woman to ask? So the Gemara's Masbar, the Stoda Sofik. Do I say that the Baal is that they came in and they made this deal on that and the husband? Istalikli Baal, Istalikli who? If the husband's out of the picture, he has no rights anymore. He's getting divorced and... They're out of business. Maybe when the Oris came to work, they went to work the field. And no matter who's the Balabas in the field, they owe one third, one quarter, whatever the payers to them, regardless of the fact that the husband has no rights anymore. So that's the Shiloh. I don't really understand what your shaili is. Maishna, what is the difference from the classical case we'll learn in Bob Metziah? Somebody goes into the sod of his friend. I go into Itzi's field. And I plant in Itzi's field. I see Itzi's field is fallow. Mechel, the vice was the size fallow? Oh, English is given Art school of English So and it's his field is fallow, so leidig. I see it. I say chaval, so it's not field leidig. I go in, I'm your, and I plant over there without asking him. Shomen Then and then afterwards, I come and I say, Hey, it's I made you all this thing. Give me the thing. So the Allah is your Yoda, I'm Yoda Atachtoina. Meaning, I can go to Itzi. If the Itzos were more than the Shvach, then I can only collect the Itzos as much as the Shvach that Itzi had. If the Shvach is more than the Itzos, Itzi gets the additional Shvach. I only get um, uh, the Itzos. So what do I see in that case, though? 
Aaron doesn't go out without anything, Robbie, right? Aaron planted there, but at least I get my expenses up to Deutzos. Why do you have a half a minute to say that when the husband hires these Arisim, the Arisim will go out with nothing, at least let them get Deutzos up to the Shvach. At least that much they should get. No difference than had they just gone to work in a Sadish Havera. Why is it worse? And for the Gemara, there is a reason it's the worse. Itzi, there's nobody going to work his field. Nobody. Why would anybody work his field? So if anybody was going to work his field, Itzi would have had to pay them anyway, their saws. So therefore, if I work the field, I have the right to at least get back my saws out of it. Oh, over here, the wife, Tainas. I'm not paying you guys, you work the field. You know who was supposed to work the field? My husband was supposed to work the field. And if you didn't work the field, my husband would have worked the field. And if my husband would have worked the field, Robbie would have had to give him anything now. A fag I would have given him, because he tasted a piece, he's history. So now you are recent work there. You can't come to me for the money. I had another option. So therefore, in our case, we have the Shaila. In the case of Bob Metzia, I worked Itzi's field. I'm Itzi has to give me that sauce. He would have hired anybody who would have to give that sauce. I didn't cost him anything. He has to give that sauce. Awesome, like in the Torah. the Torah. So therefore, she can tie him. So therefore, they had a Shaila over here. What was the psak din over there? If the husband brought in the Arisim, what? We see like this. If the husband was a farmer, he knew how to work the land. The Arisim can't tie it to the wife we want to get because she has a right tie She says, my husband's a farmer. He could have worked it. Your problem that you worked for him. For me, you did me no benefit because that. But if the husband's not a farmer, then who was going to work the field anyway? To make the field produce anything, you needed to get an oris. Then aris larisa kaima. The land is standing, is oimid, that you had a higher oris anyway. So therefore, the woman has to give the oris their, their proper share. A husband, what's his right next in And you know, we'll drill it through for me at least that by the time I finish Mesechtes Ksubis, at least hopefully I'll remember Nechsimelug what what Nechsimelug is. So repeat it. At least this this part will be Meavechapam. Nechsimelug, the wife brings in the husband that has no ownership in the underlying assets. He only gets the payers. Now he goes and he sells the Paris to somebody else. He sells the rights of the Paris to somebody else. Let's go a little further. He sells the rights of the Paris, not just the Paris this year's Paris he sells. Of course, that he has a right. He sells the rights to the Paris to somebody else. So you buy a little Paris. He sells the rights of the Karka to the Paris to somebody else. Is this a good Mechira? Does he have the right to sell it or not? Do I say my Listen, he's kind of the Paris. He has a right to the Paris. So therefore, he can sell that right. You know, uh, Itzy, like now they do the, the big singers. They go and they sell to the record labels all the future rights to their thing. Not just they own the underlying thing, but all the stream, or they don't sell it to Sony that they, they put a, uh, whatever, a SPAC. Or do I say, 
there should be the house should be good stuff. Zok Rashi, look at Revech Beisay. She yachnes a peris lo Beisay. The mozna bias metzua the yetev law. So gets down for the fro. The husband's going to bring home the peris. Said Zayn, Avulizvuna, but to sell the peris, Lloyd didn't give him the right. So or. So do I say, one, he has the rights to the Paris, so therefore he can sell those rights? Or do I say, no, the Rabbanim only gave him the Paris, so there should be a chef in the house, but to sell it, not right. So the Shainim, of course, say, this is only if he sells, if we're talking, he's selling the karka for the Paris, meaning he's selling all the future rights of the Paris. Then you can taina that the Mechira doesn't help, but Revach basic. Oh, but the Shainim say, if every year the Paris come out now, and instead of bringing home, he goes and he sells those Paris to get money to get other things. Then of course that's considered like Revach Beisai. The problem over here is when he sells it in one shot, all his future things, then there's no Revach Beisai. You know what's going to happen there, Itzi? He's going to get a landfall in one shot of money, and then it's going to disappear, and the house will not have a constant anod appears. But Avada on a yearly basis, that wasn't the Gemara Shaila. So the Gemara Shaila is again, does a husband have a right? To sell his future rights at a Paris or not. So you Masha also also. If he sold it, it's a good mechira. He's Masha Kono Kono, and he can be Makna further. He doesn't have the right to say it. This thing of Yudabar Meremer, that Yudabar Meremer says the sale is a good sale, he didn't hear it from his rabbis, that they said it's a good sale. He deduced it from what he heard. He deduced it, and therefore, Rapapa is saying, don't depend on what he said, that it's a good mechira, because he deduced it, and maybe he didn't deduce it correctly. So the Gemara says, what's the Maise? That he is a dialogue gavre tarte mosa. This woman, she brought in Nechsi Melugin to the marriage to her husband, two shifches, two maidservants. Ozel gavre, the husband goes, and Nosev Itzachrite, he goes and he marries a second wife onto the first wife now. And what happened was, the husband goes and a chutzpah, he takes one of the maidservants that the first wife brought in and he gives it to the second wife. This will be your shivcha. She's going to take care of you. You can imagine what the water temperature in that house went up to at that stage already. She came the first wife before Rabbi. That's Mamasha Chitzbe. What's going on over here? Is such a thing. Didn't ignore her. Didn't even didn't even pay attention. So Yehuda Bar saw that, and he thought the reason is Mishum de Sovar, because he said Masha So therefore, he deduced from that that the husband gets a property, even though he didn't get the property only from the Paris. That usage of that Paris, he can be marketed to somebody else. So just like our case, he could say, therefore Yehuda Bar said, just like by the shivcha that the wife brought in, he can give the use of that second shivcha 
of one shivcha to the second wife. In the same way, if I sell my parents to Michael, all future parents, I could sell my future parents in the same way. So Man Dechoza, a who saw that sober, he thought, Mishum the sober, because Rabbi holds, you have the husband has a right to divest the rights, the future rights of parents, the And he deduced incorrectly. Over there, the reason Rava allowed the husband to take one of the shivchas and give the usage of that shivcha to his second wife, over there it's because Rava held that is because of Revach Beisai, the house they should be at. And in that case, that second Meshuras, she's still working in the house also. She's talking, gave it to the second wife to do with it, but she's still doing in the house. So Vibalt, there's still Revach Beisa. Mamela doesn't contradict that. So therefore, Rabbi said it's okay. But in our case, where the husband wants to sell all the future rights of the painters, what are you going to be, Manea? You're taking away the Revach Beisa. You're taking away Revach Beisa. Rabbi will be masking also that like also like Klum, it's not a good, it's not a, it's not a, a, a good, a, a good thing. So Rashi says over here, you see Rashi the fourth of the lines of the narrow lines the house is still profiting now she's also doing yes she's the maidservant of the second wife but she's still doing something uh, uh, um, uh, uh, thing. Um, <clears throat> the riff says Different than Rashi. The Rif says, you know what? First wife, don't complain. You still have the first maidservant. You brought two maidservants in. You're right. The second maidservant was taken away. But the first maidservant is is thing. So come to Islufi the Rif. If she husband actually went and sold one of the shivches, the usage of the shivches to somebody else, according to Rashi, to be used in somebody else's house, according to Rashi, you wouldn't be allowed because she wouldn't be doing any revach besa. According to the riff, it would be allowed. So in the same way, in our case, where loyosa v'loyklum that he tainted, or loyosa rapapa tainted loyosa v'loyklum, if somebody would sell not all the pay, future rights payers to outside, only some of them. Maybe it would be okay according to the riff. Zog di Gemara over al Kapanen the Hilchese the Halacha is Baal Shemocher Karka leperes leosav leklum. Even though a husband has a right in the usage of the peres, he doesn't have a right to sell it. My tamer, and what's the reason for it? Because Omer Abay Omer Cheshin and Shemetachset were worried he sells it. The new lokeach won't get busy with it. Why? The husband is busy to maximize the payers. Why is he busy? Because he gets the profits. Okay, the other guy gets the profits also. But he knows that if she dies, he's going to inherit it. So he has a vested interest in it. The lokeach knows it's only a temporary thing, right? At any moment, if they get divorced, he loses it. If she dies... Okay, he loses it because all he got was the rights to the payers while the husband has a right. So therefore we're worried he won't do a proper job on it and therefore we don't allow a husband to sell it to somebody else. Rav Rav says, like we said before, we want the house to be constantly populated with fruit. Where will the manifest itself? 
If I have a, a piece of property that is very close to the city, so then it's easy to keep an eye on it to make sure that the buyer is taking care of it. So if the problem is Revach Beso, I still have a problem. You don't have the Paris, so it wouldn't be allowed. But if the problem is because the buyer may abuse the field, that you don't have to worry about because over there, since they're closed, they'll see it. Inami or Baal Arisu. In a case where the Baal is a farmer, um, the the uh, in that field, he remains as being a farmer in that field. So then I don't have to worry about it because uh, because in that case we know he's gonna he's gonna be watching over it there. Inami or another case is Zuzivikovit Babiske. Um, let's say the husband receives money for it and he goes and he makes. In other words, he sells the pears, and with that money, he buys other things to create profits for the house. So he this. If you're talking about revach bias, there will be revach bias because he's using the money to make more money. But if the concern is shemetachsiv, maybe they're going to dissipate the underlying asset. They won't treat properly the field. That concern will still be there and therefore won't have a right to sell it. Zot de Mishnah. Um, so this Mishnah, we learned it not so long ago in Yevamas. We learned the Mishnah about it. And, and it talks about, again, we go into the Indian of Nechzit Meluk and Nechzit Tzayim Barzal, right? Nechzit Tzayim Barzal goes to the husband. He shuts it up. We write it in the Ksuba. And that's what he has to give back, the value that's written in the Ksuba, not the Nechas itself. The Hefzid and the Shvach are his. Whereas Nechzimaglov, it's the other way around. Nechzimaglov, the profits or losses, if it went up in value or down, is 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 hers. Now the question is, what about a Shemeris Yavim? Zog the Mishnah like this. So what's a Shemeris Yavim? A woman that's waiting, Reuven died without children. Rachel falls the Yibum for Shimon. At that point, she's a Shemeris Yavim. Now we're going to see what's 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 what are the rights? So we learned before, first of all, a woman who's Mukadeshis and she falls Birusha. Is she allowed to sell a field that falls to Birusha? So what we had a machlix Bishama and Basil. Bishama said like it chilla by Kedushin, she can sell. Basil said like it chilla, she can't sell. But Bidiavid Masha Mokra Mokra. After Nisuyan, if she fell after she was married already, then Avada she can't sell it. And that was all. Now, what happened? Shemeris Yobam. A woman who's Rachel, she's waiting for Yibim for Shimon, for Shimon to make up his mind if he's going to be Miyabner or he's going to be Chaylitzer. And now, Nofla Nona Chosen. Now, can she sell it or not at this stage? Moidim Beshamay Besil, Beshamay Besil are both Moidim Shemecheres Venezenes, Vekayam. That even Basil is made like she can go and sell it like Why? Because here there's less chance. By a Arison, when a woman is Mukadesh's, we said Basil said, Rav women that are Mukadesh's, they end up getting married. So therefore, it's Karev Linesuyan, and therefore, like she shouldn't marry it. By Shemeris Yavan, it's not Rav women end up being Miyabim. And therefore, we don't say it the same way Karavlin is saying. And therefore, Basil is made to Beishamai, even Leketchila, she can, she can sell. If she sells, it's a good sale. She can sell Leketchila. What about Mesu? She dies. Now, what happens with her, with, with her properties? What's the issue over here, Pinchas? The issue is over here. A woman dies, she's married. Who inherits her? 
the husband. A woman dies, she's not married, or who inherits her? Her father inherits her. What happens now? She's a Shemeris Yavam. She's in the middle. She has the Zikir to the Yavam. She dies now. What happens with? So the woman has three types of assets that we got to deal with. Number one, she has that, remember, her husband died first. When her husband died, she inherits, in a sense, the Ksuba. She's entitled to the Ksuba. But because she's a Shemeris Yavam, it waits and sees. If the Yavam is Miyavim her, then who inherits the Ksuba? The Yavam. In other words, she doesn't get paid out a Ksuba. She then will have a Ksuba when the Yavam dies. If the Yavam is not Miyavim her, she gets the Ksuba then. From the Ksuba, the husband, she gets because her husband, her first husband died. So number one is the Ksuba. What is the Ksuba? The Messiah Zuz that's written in the Ksuba and the Taisus Ksuba. Shaila about Nadin or not, Machlik Sushay. The second question is, she has Nechsim Lugrabi. She has properties that she brought into her first husband that she owns the underlying assets. The husband ate the fruit. Now the woman dies while she's a Shemeris Yavim. Who inherits that property? Her, her father? Because we consider that when the husband, Reuven, died, she inherited, and now the father inherits from her. Or do I say no? The, the Shemeris Yavim, why? Because she was in the stage ready to Nesuyan. He would have gotten the Nechzimelug. Had he married her, then and then she died, who would have it belonged to the Nechzimelug? The Yarshe of the Yavim. So therefore, we're there. And then the final thing is Nechzim Tzayim Barzal. The Tzayim Barzals that are written in the Ksuba, who does that go to? Zog the Mishnah. Mesu Mayasa B'Ksubasai. If she dies, what should we do B'Ksubasai? And what about the next similar? What do you do with the Ksuba, the next in Basel, and the next similar? So the Gemara says, and we're going to see already Rashi speaks out, learn Babasra. This is only Legabi the Nechsimalug. The Machloikis, we're only talking about Nechsimalug now. Since the Nechsimalug, it's in no man's land. Both of them, Mishtikal, have a claim to it. So Bishami says they split the Yoshabal and the Yoshab, meaning the Shemeris Yovim Shimon, and the Yoshab split in that. Both of them have a Shtikal Muxik in it. Bishil says, no, Nechosim Bechesgosim. The Nechosim are Bechesgosim. And we'll see what that means. So, what is Basil now is talking about? Nechsit Soim Barzal, not Nechsim Alug, what Bishamah was talking about. Nechsit Soim Barzal, we said when husband A took those Nechosim, he took them as his, and he's just obligated at death to give it back at the same value. So, those Nechosim are in their Chazaka. So, Pinchas, what does that mean, the Chazaka? Do Yoshea Av take it, or does Shimon the Yavim take it? We don't know, Shaila, what that means. So we're going to get into that, and we we're going to we're going to hear what it, oh, we're going to talk right. Now. We're going to get into that. We'll talk. Okay, Uksuba, but Basil says the Ksuba, the Mono Messiah, that Avad is Becheskes Yoshabal. Since Ruvain died, Rachel, in a sense, would have inherited that Ksuba. So therefore, since it's before the Yavim was Miyavim, so that is Yoshabal. Why? Because who's holding that money? Who does she want to be mighty? Who inherited Ruvain now that he's out of play? 
the Yarshabal, Shimon, he's the Miyavim. So therefore, you want to be Moitzi the Ksuba? No, Yarshabal. But the Nechse that she had, those are Becheskes Yarshab. Those belong to the Yarshab and not like Beishamai said, a split. <coughs> so here's where Beishil argues with Beishamai. Beishamai agrees with Beishil, whatever that means. He agrees the Ksuba is Becheske Yarshabal. There's the Machlaikis. Bishami says you split it, and Basil says since Nechsi Malug, the underlying asset was always belonged to the woman. The husband never had a Shaykhis in it. So therefore, now when the woman dies, who's Yerushir? Yershiavia. <coughs> Her father's Yerush, but Shimon has no rights to come with that. He didn't marry her. <clears throat> and since he didn't marry her yet, so therefore he, there was never a rights on it. He had only a thing. Now we continue further. If the Ruven left over money, Birusha, and uh, to to Birusha, so then the Yovam is not allowed to, at that stage, Yovam is not allowed to spend it out. Because remember, where is this wife, Rachel, going to collect her ksuba from? From the ksub, from the from the properties of the first husband. You remember we learned the Yavamas, not from the second husband. In fact, Michael, even if husband B Shimon is Miyabim her brother, and then he's Megarisher, or then he dies, where does she collect the ksuba from? Only from the first husband's thing. Why? Because he said, my brother is the one who gave you the ksuba, not me. He made the ksuba. So that's where he collects. So therefore, the Chachomim said, husband B, Shimon, has an obligation, not only for all the assets, he cannot sell the assets. Why? Because all the assets that he got Yerusha from, from his brother Ruvain are encumbered to pay the ksuba of the wife. So what Shimon, the brother, could do, he can buy karka, the Paris he's entitled to, but that's it. If the Paris, if let's say the Paris that the brother A left over Paris, which are loose from the karka, then again, it's an asset. He's not allowed to dissipate the asset. So therefore, you look them karka. He has to buy karka. He can't eat those pears. And then, he can eat the pears of the karka. But the karen has to be shomer for the peroin of the ksul. What about the pears of mechubar and the karka? The pears were attached to the karka. So then we go back to the mechloikis we had yesterday. How do we see those pears that are mechubar and the karka? Omra Meir. Meir says, I see those as an asset. Shomenoi said, therefore, I got a measure. Kama yofim the pears. Kama yofim the pears. How much would the field be worth with pears? How much without the pears? So that's the extra of the pears. Vamoiser and this extra yolokim and karka, he should buy for that value karka. And then and again, because he has to be shomer the assets that he inherited, and the and the and the mechuber uh, is part of the assets that he inherit. say no. The Paris that are on a field that's already considered the Paris of what you inherited, and therefore a Paris shaloi, a Paris And the Gemara will ask already, uh, and the Gemara will say it's shalom. It means the Paris actually belong to her because. The Paris were godled, and we'll see in the Gemara.
Whoever reached it first is Mizacha. And why? Because the Chum all the are not Meshabet to the To the woman's Ksuba is only Karka. So therefore, if the fruit is already cut off the trees, it's not Meshubet. So then what? If the woman was Teufesit Bechaya Bala as security for Ksuba, then the Tfisa good Tfisa. But if after her husband died, she wasn't Teufesit, and now the Yavim came into play, now she can't grab it anymore because it's not Meshubet to the Ksuba. So Kodem, who, if he was Kodem, the woman wasn't Teufesit immediately, then Zoche he Zoche. But if she captured it first, even though it's a metatlan, but it was she captured it before he captured it. So now she says, you know what? Yes, it's an asset, but I want it to my ksuba. Therefore, you look at karka, you got to buy karka, and he can eat the paris. Consul. What happens though? This was all when she's a shemeris yovam. She was waiting. Consul, the husband brought her into the into the mar the shimon was miyabmer. Then it's like holdover, like we learned Yavamas, it needs a get, no more chalitza. And not only that, yeah, But the ksuba remains, even though Shimon married her, but her the obligation to pay out the ksuba is out of the properties of the first husband, Ruvain, and not out of the thing. And we learned already in Yavamas that if the first husband's estate doesn't have enough to pay out the ksuba, then the chomur masakin she takes from husband number two. But like she goes only that. Lo the Mishnah says another thing. Though the husband can't tell her, the yovam husband too can't tell her. Harek subosach menachas al shulchan. The ksuba is three hundred zuz. You know what? Here, this field that I inherited from my brother, this will be for you to security for your three hundred zuz. Can't say that. All the nechassim that he inherited from the brother are achroi are meshubat riksubat. V'chein in the same way lo yomerodam lishtei even not by shemeres yovel regularly. Somebody Reuven married his wife Rachel. He can't tell his wife. Yeah, the ksub is written three hundred all three hundred zuz. You know what? This thing over here is going to be your security for the ksub. You're going to collect your ksub on this. All is the chosam achrayim the ksub. And the Gemara will be masber. Why is that? If a husband knows it's only this bucket over here that's your ksuba. This 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 basket over here that's a very valuable, this Fabergé ad. You know what? When he gets angry at her, he's gonna tell her, you know what, Laya? Get out of here and take your Fabergé egg with you and good riddance. If it's not tied to one thing, it's always the chosim. Ah, she's going to hire a lawyer. Such an umfang and a gun says, ah, you know what? So therefore, the end of the Mishnah, Girsha, if he's Megarshir, then she only gets a ksuba, and the shar nechosim is, is all belongs to the Yavam. In other words, she had she had a lean on all the properties. But once he divorces her, he gives her the ksuba and that's it. She has nothing. Zero. What about if somebody divorces his, his Yavam and then he brings her back? She's like all 
anybody who's megaris a wife and he's be maxer the anal elix super uh bilvad she only has the first super meaning any husband not only a yovam rabbi ruving marries rachel and then he, he writes the super $300 and then he divorces her and then he remarries her you know how much she can collect only the first super because a husband is only married he al dask suber shoyne mar zotrashi hareik cholanoshim will finish with this. The snam be pirkin will come on. Hamagarshes ishte somebody divorces his wife. Vechzira is al menask suber shoyne vechzira. He brought her back with begemara porach lomeli lashminim beyevama. Why does the Mishnah have to tell me? Why would I think yevama would be different than every woman? If every woman that has that halacha, why would he have to tell me? Especially by machzir yevimtoi, also that halacha. We'll see that. Stay tuned for the Gemara. Try to keep everybody in suspense. Everybody should have a wonderful Shabbos. I apologize for my voice today.